Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back, and happy October. <laughs> we're in, in the autumn, and do you know what? I'm recording this Saturday, which is when I usually do my editing and kind of pull episodes together and it is a bit of a great miserable day outside so I am having um, a bit of a pyjama day <laughs> with the pup pup um, and recording this so do you know what sometimes those days are what we need though I feel like sometimes I get into too much of a pattern where weekends are a bit of a kind of crash and recharge um, but I think sometimes it's also <laughs> it's just nice isn't it I had coffee, had toast, I'm podcasting, I'm reading, I'm watching TV and I've got like a lush day planned of just chilling out with the pup pup. Um, my husband is out, he's taken the car so I'm sort of, I could go out for a walk but kind of a little bit confined to where I am so I am making the most of it and having a super super chilled day. So um, wherever you are, however you are ushering in a new season, a new month, um, yeah, I hope you're doing good. <laughs> and uh, is it a new season? Because it's September technically, start of autumn. I don't, anyway, who knows? <laughs> so this episode is our 10th strategy roundup. So for newer listeners, this is something I do every 15 episodes or so-ish um, after we've had um, some awesome guests in or on. <laughs> no one really comes in, just virtually in to my space. But um. I do this roundup which takes the top tips that guests leave us with and just kind of condenses it into this this much quicker (laughs) than full episodes but this little booster. So if you are feeling in a bit of a funk which is something we all I think feel at sometimes no matter how many you know awesome routines and processes we have in our own lives to help us to sort of stay on track and feeling great we all have times where life is tough, where things are hard, where we have less energy, where we're feeling down. And so something like this is to give you some ideas of things that might help when you're in those moments, but also just kind of generally. And we've got an episode coming up in the near future about kind of what well-being actually is. Um, And I think for me, one of the things that is, is about that preventative stuff. It's the things that you do to try and maintain that sense of joy and health and whatever uh, is in your life it's that keeping going not not kind of responding to a crisis I think that's slightly different it's that kind of ongoing stuff you do to to stay feeling good and or or to try and get to feeling good so that's what this is about it's something to sort of dip into and take some ideas try them out for yourself and um I often will kind of say oh these are the ones that stood out for me and I actually have paid proper attention today (laughs) and so I've got quite a few at the end actually that stood out for me that I'll share because I always love to hear you know what you take from it and I think it's great to actually not just listen but take something from it and there's a quote from a podcast on philosophy that I was listening to this week and I think it's an Epictetus quote it's this idea like if you're reading books if you're listening to podcasts if you're consuming this stuff like what 
what is the point? Like you need to be doing something with it. You can't just be reading a book for the sake of reading a book um, or learning something for the sake of it. Like how are you actually taking that, using it? And I think it's different too if it's like an escapism type book. Maybe the thing that you're getting from that is a little bit of peace, a little bit of time out to calm your mind and, and sort of shut off the thoughts and that kind of stuff. But you know, for things like this, and I, I do it quite often where I'll have recorded an interview and then when I come back to edit it, I'll listen and I will have said, oh, that's awesome. I'm going I'm to do something with it. And then I come back to edit it and go, ooh, I haven't actually done anything with it. So, you know, as you're listening to this, take ideas but also think about really how am I going to use those what am I going to take from it how am I actually going to kind of plan to do those things uh, and use it and um, yeah make transformations in my life so um, I encourage you to do that before we dive in massive thank you to Steve who joined us last week who will be hearing from right at the end of this episode and um, we have just passed the two years mark so the podcast is two years old now and actually I was talking to um, a friend who has been on as a guest and been on quite a few podcasts um, as a guest sharing her wisdom. So actually in podcast terms, <laughs> that's quite old because lots of podcast people start, they have this real uh, rush of enthusiasm and then they just kind of stop. And um, so yeah, so we're a, I don't know, a veteran of the podcasting world, maybe, maybe not, because uh, podcasts have been around for 20 years and we're, we're not that old. But do not worry, we are not going anywhere. I love the show. We've got lots of fun episodes recorded to come out and lots of, you know, fab ideas for other things that we're going to do. And we are always open to ideas and suggestions from you. I was going to say this at the end, but I'm saying it now. <laughs> if you have suggestions for topics you want us to discuss, guests that you'd like us to have on or try to get on or you have questions that you want myself and um, possibly guests or whoever to kind of riff on and, and sort of share some thoughts and ideas then please do get in touch you can message me at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching across facebook twitter instagram or drop me an email directly hannah h-a-n-n-a-h s for sierra at psyche p-s-y-k-h-e dot co dot uk um, I always would love to hear from you. So with all that, let's dive in to hearing some of the top tips from the awesome guests we've had over the last 15 or so episodes. So first up, in episode 151, we were joined by Madeleine and we were talking about getting too great. So Madeleine was sharing with us her strategy for work and life. Uh, so here are her top tips. Grab the power breathing. That is amazing. Um, and so simple and so useful for all things. Again, number two, our lives are a um, the sum total of the decisions we make. You want to make them from your higher brain and not your lower brain. So the power breathing. So the power breathing for the decision-making. And then maybe I'll just uh, re-emphasize the good company. You deserve to have the very best, all of, all of us. And there's no reason to let anything less than that in our lives if we can help it. So thanks again to Madeleine. 
And episode 152, we were joined by Alex. And with Alex, we were talking about loads of great stuff, non-duality. We were talking about coming back to our true selves, the breath, the body, being embodied, all of that kind of stuff. And as someone who lives a lot of time in my head, uh, it's something that um, I'm trying to work on. And Alex was trying to, to kind of talk me through the process. And, you know, if you listen to it, it's a bit kind of like trying to take someone's instructions for how to sort of be in your mind and your body at the same time it's yeah it can be a bit weird <laughs> to try and get your head around and to figure out but uh, check out that episode if you're interested in finding out more about that here are alex's top tips i would start by saying that all of suffering is an invitation to freedom so all the greediness and the places that we find most challenging in life are exactly there because it's a contraction and an expression of where we're feeling separate. So therefore, learning to use the stickiness of life as a doorway to freedom is really, really important, number one. Number two is remembering on an embodied level that we are free and whole, right? And then the third part is using the methodologies that help us work with that. So, right, so it's three parts, I'm whole, Suffering is a doorway to freedom and the methods that work on helping work with the suffering to feel whole. That would be, I think, a complete package for you. So thanks to Alex. Episode 153, we were joined by Cynthia Hayes and we were talking about the emotions around cancer and cancer diagnosis. And it's something I think in the last few weeks that has been kind of very much on my mind uh, reflecting about the impact of it and and also of, of living a full life um, I guess whether you are someone who has been through a cancer experience or know people or have have lost people uh, to cancer and um, a dear friend of mine it was um, a year since she passed away and and it, it was um, her birthday recently and uh, unfortunately I was not able to kind of join in some celebrations but lots of people met to really just celebrate her life which was awesome uh, recently also a couple of sort of things sort of in the news or on, on my social media about Sarah Harding from Girls Aloud who's 39 when when she passed away from breast cancer uh, actually the same same age as my friend um and also um a, a girl called Sophie who is in the area that I grew up who has um just recently passed away at the age of 10 sadly from a really aggressive childhood cancer and so um her family have been doing a lot of real awareness raising and and Sophie really wanted to change the 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 kind of the funding the support for children um the access to treatment and the research going into these really aggressive childhood cancers so it's, it's definitely something that's kind of been on my mind of really I guess how precious life is and and sort of making the most of it um but also you know from from the outside and and so I've had you know some some family and friends who have had cancer or you know been been lost to cancer and it brings up emotions for me but you know one of the things with Cynthia is really the emotions that it brings up for someone who is 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 in that is in that basically who is um either you know dealing with cancer at the moment or um who has has maybe uh, you know, finished treatment and is in remission, but there is still all that that kind of stuff. So I think it is a, a massive topic, and I think it's awesome that Cynthia and we've had, you know, other guests come on to talk about this as well about some of these experiences that bring up all this emotional stuff, and the and the impact that that has. So that's, 
you know, a great episode to check out if that is something uh, that you personally or a loved one um, has been experiencing uh, to check out. But here are Cynthia's top tips. Well, I do think that um, we do all have our own ways of coping with life and, and dealing with adversity, which of course we all we all face. I think the the top thing that I would recommend is is finding something, some way to laugh every day because I just think that laughter is so important. I mean, not only does it you know stimulate all sorts of positive chemical releases in the brain, but it just feels good. Um, and so whether it's you know laughing at a you know stupid. Uh, cat video, or it's um, a deep belly laugh at a, uh, I don't know, a TV show, or tickling uh, a child, or um, watching uh, your own pet. Um, I think the the, the act of laughing uh, is just so important, and um, you know, a, a true belly laugh, not a uh, not a groan at a bad pun. Um, so, I encourage people to find something every day to laugh about. I do also think that being outdoors and in the sunshine just makes one feel good. And um, there are certain months um, wherever you live where that is just a challenge, but <laughs> to the extent possible, I encourage people to, uh, to get outside every day, no matter how, how bad you feel about life. Just go for a walk. Uh, it definitely helps. And um, a third uh, coping mechanism for me is definitely music. Music has a tremendous um, influence on how I am feeling. And sometimes when I am feeling depressed, I will seek out depressing music so that I can sort of absolve myself of that depression. Um, you know, if I, uh, if I need energy, I'll, I can put on you know, high energy music and that can uh, get me moving. Um, sometimes I just really wanna hear a soulful symphony and, and that'll take me to a place of peace other times. I want you know high energy dance music, but I can use music to both complement how I'm feeling or change how I'm feeling. And I, I think music is a tremendous resource that is just underutilized in the um, uh, in the healing process. So thanks again to Cynthia. Uh, so 154, we're going to skip over because that was a solo episode, and I was really reflecting about getting married, the process, and all the, uh, you know, the emotions and expectations and all of that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in my thoughts on that, check that episode out. Uh, but moving on to episode 155, when we were joined by Sabrina. Uh, so we talked a lot about people in the medical profession and, and the sort of demands and the workload um, in that area and the stress. And Sabrina talks about performance, productivity and overcoming burnout. Uh, which is something um, I think a lot of us sort of can relate to those feelings. We either maybe have been on the verge or, or had a burnout ourselves or, or know people that have, or you know, maybe you're just thinking of how we can be more productive with our time. So check out the episode for more on that. And here are Sabrina's top tips. Yes. So I would recommend everyone to consider to do these two minute resets exercise. Uh, feel free to uh, go to my website, sabrinarombach.com. You can download them. And um, the one that you can download is actually a visual exercise because we're staring at a computer all the time, right? Your eyes got so tired. So I actually walk you through a quick reset to help your eyes to even get brighter, use different reading, um, pressure points, and plus um, what we talk about on um, the breath and notifying our body and then highlighting our sensory. And you wanted to do that really, I attach to something I'm already existing doing, right? First thing I get out of bed, I am doing my stretches, I'm going to do that. So I can kick my day off on the right note. And after lunch, 
usually that's the time we start getting more tired, right? Do a little reset. And before I end my day from work to home and friends, I want to do a reset because we shouldn't be taking any burden from our professional world back to home. Yes, I understand our family, our friends are there to support us as well, but why transfer those negativity, that burden to them? They can sense it as well, right? And when you do it repetitively, then actually we just seem like a complainer. <laughs> so don't add negativity, but positivity. How do you bring joy? So that's like key component. And then you can think about what I mentioned. What does that truly mean to live in your desire zone? And then if you wanted to learn how to still be able to accomplish things you have to do, but you don't love to do, feel free to jump on a call with me and we can get through some of the strategies with you. So massive thank you again to Sabrina. Um, episode 156, we were joined by Jeff and we were talking about the mind-body kind of connection, the mind-body breakup and how we can be very disconnected between the two, but how they are so, so linked. And I want to say I love all the conversations that we have on the, on the podcast, but I really, really enjoyed my conversation with Jeff. So um, definitely would recommend checking out, particularly if you are a sort of um, overthinker analyzer like me and find that you are very much trapped in there and not so much in your body and with feelings and emotions and, and really disconnected then definitely check out the episode here are jeff's top tips so i mean i guess on this topic of sleep right protecting your sleep is is having a good wind down routine uh that is a big piece there that i think a lot of people are just like you know what yeah like i can just work 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 or run around run around and then i'm just gonna jump into bed and fall asleep like, uh, like our bodies aren't really designed to do that, right? We're not designed to be going from this hyper alert aroused place into this place of deep restful sleep in a minute. Like it takes time. We need to have our own sort of sunset, right? Like it doesn't go from being bright out to being pitch black in a minute, right? It takes a number of hours. And so I think we need to think of that just within our bodies. So I really encourage people to have some sort of wind down routine. And this involves good sort of sleep hygiene of, you know, trying to keep your room dark and cool uh, and, you know, making sure like you, you, you have a space that's as quiet as it can be and as comfortable as it can be. But then also thinking about mentally, like what are you occupying your mind with in those couple of hours before you go to bed? Right. Again, are you activating it? Are you feeding your mind really intense stimulation? And again, you know, our, our minds are so addicted to those dopamine hits from our phones or to our favorite shows, which can be awesome, like wonderful things, but also psychologically really arousing. And again, that lingers in our system and we try to bring all that stuff into bed with us. And then there's no, you know, of course, like we have a hard time falling asleep, our mind's still going, or we have some insomnia or we, you know, we wake up in the middle of the night. So it's like, if you can, if you can give yourself that time, you know, maybe it's the hour before you go to bed where you just try to kind of turn down the dial, right? T turn down the notch on the types of activities that you're doing, the types of things that you're, you're watching, listening to, paying attention to, uh, can be really, really helpful. So that's, I'd say like one excellent place to really start to dig into improving your sleep, which as I said, is going to improve every other part of your health. 
Thanks again to Jeff. And episode 157, we were joined by Rio to dive into breathwork and the value of that. And so Rio, we also had a sort of, I had a geek out about Peru because I love Peru. I spent about five weeks there uh, a few years ago on a sabbatical and Rio is from Peru. Um, so I met Rio doing a, the coaching course that, that I did um, recently. And he is um, a yoga instructor, breathwork a facilitator, a coach. Um, so we've got a fair amount of common ground uh, in lots of those areas. And so we had a really, really great conversation about the importance of the breath. And he guided us through uh, an example exercise that we can do a really like energizing breath. So check out the episode for that. Here are Rio's top tips. Top tip, I would say for those who are kind of like into their yoga and meditation, remember to uh, do those um, three things uh, before your meditation practice. Relax your body a little. Any kind of stretches will do. You know, if say if you have if you have um, five minutes to meditate, spend about a, a minute uh, and a half stretching, a minute and a half breathing, and then the rest of the time meditating. And um, uh, tip number two would say develop the attitude of very nice, very nice. <laughs> this is um, uh, my, in, in the ashram where I trained, uh, uh, Yoga Vidya Gurukul in, in India, the, our Guruji uh, always was saying very nice, very nice to everything um, and taught us that it's important because you never know, sometimes something might seem like, oh, I missed the bus. Oh, what a terrible thing. I'm going to be one hour late, whatever. Hey, just say, it's very nice, very nice, because maybe you were late for a reason. Many people saved their lives or met their life partner just because of a little accident like that, right? Yeah, I think the last one is maybe every now and then checking with your emotions and your through the breath. Sometimes how you're breathing will tell you how you're feeling. Um, and, and that moment of awareness can help you maybe switch gears and go from super close and stressy and doing everything fast and clumsy and spilling the coffee, you know, to a very grounded, very mindful, purposeful uh, uh, state. And even if you can be there for two minutes, that's huge. Thanks again to Rio. In episode 158, we were joined by Sunil and we were talking about intuition and the importance of learning to listen to our intuition, uh, establishing or identifying what our own intuitive signals are, and that that's very personal, um, and really the impact it can have when we can tune into our intuition. So really, again, really great episode. I'm going to say that a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, check that one out if you're interested in that. Here are Sunil's top tips. Yeah, so, so very, very first thing is get your inventory of signals. Uh, that's very, very important because that is the basis for every decision that you make. Uh, and you need to spend the time to do that. The second thing is to really strip away the people that aren't going to take you away from listening to those signals and take a hard look at uh, who you have around you. And these are going to be very emotional decisions. And in some cases, it could be just moving slightly away from them. You know, even at work, you may not, I mean, you're at work all the time. You can't really get rid of them in your life. Sometimes there's family members that you can't really get rid of, but yeah, there's ways that you can distance them. Or there's others that you just simply have to cut off and you just don't have the courage um, to do that. And you have to, because these are the ones that are getting you to ignore the first part, which is getting your inventory of signals. And the third is taking action. This is the one thing that, consistently people fail at is taking action because of that fear. 
And those three things are going to really, really pummel you. And again, that, that there's that seven day challenge I have that's free, by the way, on my intuitionology.com website. And this gives you a seven step process on to take one problem that you have. You take one problem and you go through the steps that uh, is going to help you get those inventory of signals, filter your relationships through, and then take action. So thanks again to Sunil. And episode 159, we were joined by Ario. Uh, and we were talking about all kinds of great stuff, uh, but particularly about our space that we live in and the impact that that has on how we feel. And as a renter, you know, there's a limit to how much it feels like I can do in my space. So I had some great questions. <laughs> questions about that how we can make a space feel homely and like reflects us when there are limits to what we can do or uh, to the financial resources maybe that we have so here are Ario's top tips number one i guess is meditation uh, first of all meditation is not an easy task you might say okay it's easy to sit and do nothing it's not to uh, let your mind open and let it go and give the opportunity to your brain to communicate with the higher energy above is a difficult task and it needs a lot of practice. But I'm not going to discourage you because it's difficult. You're not going to do it. You have to do it step by step. The the more you do that, the happier you're going to see yourself happening, happiness coming to you. Uh, Second would be open mindset that listening to others and learning education. When you're learning and getting education, not institutional uh, education, learning through public, but it could be, you know, there is so many things in the public domain right now in like YouTube and this kind of things. Uh, and third would be having a desire and a goal. When you have a desire and goal, your education would be uh, aligned with it. When you have a desire and goal, then you know what you're going to educate yourself with. Because what you studied in, uh, in institutional universities and everything are things being that it taught you by some other people with the, some other uh, standard and somebody else's degrees. They wanted to give you a, a distinguished degrees or something. But when you're educating yourself, it is your own will that you're trying to learn about your goals, your desires. So try to learn yourself or teach yourself how to become a better version of yourself by getting that desire. So these are the things that I can think of, these three uh, uh, most important things in my life. So thanks again to Ario. In episode 160, we were joined by Terry, and Terry really gracefully shared from her experience of, of childhood trauma, um, basically, and... Um, you know, how she's sort of taken that experience and kind of overcome and and how she is then using that to sort of help other people. And so we talked about boundaries. We talked about not letting fear kind of overwhelm us, overcoming that fear, kind of reaching acceptance about the things that have happened. And yeah, again, broken record here, but again, another fab conversation to definitely want to check out. And, and boundaries are such such a big thing for so many of us so check out the episode but here are terry's top tips number one i am statements i believe that the term i am is very very powerful for our self-talk and we say all kinds of things i'm so tired 
or, you know, or I'm, you know, I'm sick in my stomach. I'm tired of this. All those negative I am statements that we say, we need to transform them into something else. So every morning I have a little, a little book that I write a full page of I am statements and they're positive statements, you know, things like I am well rested because lots of times we say we're tired and we need to start off reminding ourselves that we slept, we're well rested, we're healthy, list those things that we want in our lives. You know, I have, I am positively minded. I am a master of time. I'm in a constant flow state. I am aware that my past has made me into something wonderful. So those statements that we can take and put them into a positive way for us to start talking to ourselves with love. And I am statements are a great way to do that. Number two, journaling. Now I journal very differently than most people journal. So journaling to me is not about, um, I did this and I did that. And, you know, we went here and we had a great time. That's not how I journal. My journaling is I'm thankful. There's gratitude. I start off with gratitude. So normally there's a full page of gratitude. I'm thankful for what happened yesterday. And I go through specific things. Then there's a page about starting this new day and understanding that um, more, probably some more I am statements. And then the third page is about my intentions for the day or my intentions for if I'm working on a project, my intentions for that project, so that I'm very mindful of what it is I'm creating in this day. So journaling is the second thing. And the third thing is meditation. And again, for me, that is getting quiet, listening to my soul's whispers, and allowing my soul to speak to me in a way that I can hear it and understand that I'm being guided in the direction I'm to go. Thanks again to Terry. And episode 161, again, we're skipping over. It was about compassion, allowing ourselves to experience life. And again, this was a personal reflection. I'm not really sure uh, off the top of my head what inspired it. It was obviously something I just sort of had on my mind um, about, oh, no, I know, it's come back to me. I, <laughs> it was something that my husband said to me. Um, and I realised that, yeah, when I was <laughs> actually making an effort to be more compassionate and more caring, the impact that that had and about the need sometimes to give us give ourselves permission to do things to to kind of experience things um to really live sometimes so uh, that's that (laughs) skip over that one and then episode 162 uh, i had such a fab time talking to kerry in this episode Um, and we were talking about losing yourself finding yourself coming back to yourself and that's something kerry shares her story of um becoming a teen mum and then quite quickly becoming um, a mum of four children, um, I believe. And, um, you know, losing yourself in, in parenthood, which can be a big thing. And, and I'm not a parent, um, but I have definitely experienced losing myself with, with mental health and my experience around that. And I think there are so many ways that we can lose ourselves in work, in our worries and things from the past, in particular roles that we hold. And, um, that it's such a valuable reminder of how to find ourselves again and come back to ourselves. It's something I love to support people with, uh, as does Kerry. So really fun conversation. Here are Kerry's top tips. I would say the first thing is to listen to your energy. 
I don't know that you can do anything more powerful than to start listening to what makes your body react and feel good, because those are major indications that you need to do more of whatever it is that you're doing if you're feeling that way, you know? So listening to your energy or the other way, like if you're doing something that doesn't feel good, there's a chance that, you know, it's not aligned with you and it's not aligned with your where you're supposed to be going. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule, but listening to your energy will change your life. Um, another thing I'd say would be to push your comfort zone. And I know that that sounds really like cliche in a lot of ways, because you hear all of these people saying, you know, great things are on the other side of your comfort zone, but it will serve you in all of the ways. So it will serve you as, you know, if you have a business or if you're in a career that's demanding, it will serve you in your personal life. Sorry, my dog's barking, <laughs> but learning to get a little bit uncomfortable. It's funny. Cause I just said like, follow your energy and do things that feel good. But also like learning to get a little bit uncomfortable and recognizing like if it's a good discomfort because it means that you're growing versus if it's like a bad discomfort because it's not something that feels good and never will, you know, is it's huge. It's key to continuing to get unstuck. You have to learn how to push yourself out of that little box. And so I'd say that is like my second tip. And then my third is to always show up as the too much version of yourself. You know, and I had to learn how to do this. And I actually like this term came from a specific like memory. I was in the car with my mom and she was struggling at work because she's a talker. I got it from her. And, uh, you know, she was kind of venting a little bit. And she's like, maybe I just need to like shut up and water myself down for these people. And I was like, whoa, 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 no way. Um, don't you ever do that? You know, and I was like, and I went on this like rant and I wish I had recorded it because it was beautiful. But <laughs> basically I was like, the people that are too much are the ones that change the world. They're the ones that show up. They're the rock stars and the movie stars and the politicians and the people that stop caring and stop putting themselves into the box and they allow themselves to just explode it. And that box disappears and they are too much all the time. And if people don't like that, that's okay. Because there are other people that absolutely adore that about them. And those are the people that get to make a huge impact in the world. And that, as you know, is my mission. And so I want other people to stand up and to claim their beliefs and to always show up as the truest, most like authentic, too much version of themselves and to practice that every day, even in the little ways. So I guess those are my three things. <laughs> so thanks again to Kerry. And in episode 163, we were joined by J.R. Chapel, And this was um, a slightly different one in that there was probably a lot more kind of tangible, practical advice in this, as well as sort of um, wellness and mindset a lot. So JR is actually a financial advisor and we're talking about financial wellness, which has a massive impact on, on our lives so much. And we talked about money mindset again, can have a massive impact. And a bit about you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed with concern, with worry about your finances, about debt, about the future, um, a little bit of practical advice about that. But financial wellness definitely is something that I know impacts on my stress levels a lot. So I really appreciated JR taking the time to join us and to share his thoughts. So here are JR's top tips. In no particular order, physical activity, physical fitness, there is, a, and I'm not saying you have to go and 
join a gym and become a bodybuilder. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. Just get active. That is by a mile, the very best thing that I think anyone can do for themselves physically, mentally, emotionally is to, is to get active and stay active walking, bicycling, uh, whether it's playing sports, whether it's doing yoga, whether it's, you know, a lot of folks around the world after the pandemic, they, they built their own little home gyms in their house, right? Cause gyms everywhere were closed. So they just built out their own gym in their home to, to start stay active. The, you know, the benefits of physical fitness span our entire person, right? Mental health, physical health, chronic, you know, chronic long-term health issues. If somebody for a second doesn't think that long-term chronic health problems don't have a physical or a, a financial drag on their life and on society, keep dreaming. I mean, chronic health problems are a huge financial drain on society. And so many of them can easily be fixed with with exercise and, and good nutrition. Okay, so number one, physical activity. Number two, just find something outside of work that brings you happiness. So whether it's spending time with friends, whether it's picking up a hobby of some sort, whether it's just getting out and, and taking a walk through parks or, or um, you know, any sort of natural setting, you know, just, Find something that brings you happiness and, and, and stick to that. Um, and lastly, and just don't take everything so serious. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always something we can laugh about. Um, there's always uh, humor to be found in, in I, would, I would say, almost any circumstance, even if it's, you know, gallows humor, what do you call it? it, it kind of, you know, just, just find a way to, 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 to let off the steam button a little bit. Um, and just find some humor, you know, have a, have a good chuckle. Think of, think of something that made you, made you laugh along the way and just have a good laugh about it. Don't take stuff so serious, you know, because we're all human. We all have the same weaknesses and fallbacks and, you know, we're, we're all, we're all rubber ducks in the tub together. Right. So just don't take it serious and, and things are, things are going to get okay. Things are going to be okay. It'll be fine. So thanks again to JR. In episode 164, we were joined by Paul and we were talking about rewriting your story, which is something that Paul um, is passionate about. He has a Facebook group that is focused on people rewriting their stories. And, you know, Paul shares his experience of having lots of people basically writing him off, of basically saying he's not going to be able to do this and consistently proving them wrong and we got towards the end of the episode into this idea of grit uh, by Angela Duckworth and I've, I've listened to a podcast uh, kind of coincidentally a similar time to when I was re-editing this episode um, that she recorded with Brené Brown um, and I have got her book ready to read it is in my my queue of books so probably will take a while before I get to it but really that is that idea of grit and perseverance is so evident in Paul's story that he shares with us um, so check that out if um, narrative and stories is something that you're interested in. Um, fab episode again, and here are Paul's top tips. Yeah, I think we we went over a lot of them. One is is that the morning practice I think is huge. Giving yourself patience, allowing yourself patience. We're in a society where 
we want everything right now, right now, you know, we got everything at the tip of our, our fingers. And sometimes things don't go the way you want them to go. And sometimes you have to put in the hard work and sometimes that takes years to do. And you got to be okay with that. I think that's huge. And then the third is being present, being present in your day. Stop thinking about, oh man, well, I wish my life was 10 years down the road because when I have, when it's 10 years down the road, I'll have life figured out. No, you won't. I got news for you. Won't the other things will come up in your life. So enjoy now. Don't worry. Have goals. I'm not saying don't set goals, set goals for yourself. Absolutely. But don't get bogged down if you're not where you want to be because you set a goal that you wanted to be Tony Robbins in six months. But you know, you know, if you can do that, God bless you. But most people, it takes you longer than six months to get to that level. And you, you got to be okay with, with, with going after it and, and, and struggling and failing and learning from it. So thanks again to Paul. Up next, episode 165, we are joined by Joe Rawbone, and we were talking about introverts, introverts and introversion. This is the first of two episodes about introversion uh, in this roundup. And really, for for Joe, she is talking about kind of letting go of that um, extrovert bias. How we are in a society uh, that kind of favours the extrovert model and way of being and the the value of, of being an introvert and how um, to sort of em- embrace that. So I'm someone who identifies as an introvert, um, although a social, in- social introvert a lot of the time. But I feel like sometimes I have those ambivert moments where I can be quite extroverted or maybe that's that kind of social side coming in. But definitely having days like today in my pyjamas where I can just... Whew, recharge um is so important for me so um check that out um we'll get to our second introvert episode uh, in a little while but here are joe's top tips one of them is don't take yourself too seriously it's something that i was guilty of for far too long and i think it goes with the introvert territory and the overthinking things and i know that i can take myself too seriously and i'm really learning not to take myself too seriously the second one is as a recovering perfectionist is to is there are a couple of phrases I use now um, and one is done is better than perfect and it's taken me a lot to get comfortable with that but life is so much easier once I can really buy into done is better than perfect because what is perfect anyway is it ever perfect so it might as well just get done So they're certainly my first two. What would my third one be? This will be an interesting one. Um, I think it's the kind of be yourself. It's either either going to be be yourself. And and was it, um, no, it wasn't Marilyn Monroe who who said the quote, um, better to be a, Judy Garland, I think, better to be a first class version of yourself than a second class version of somebody else. So it would it would either be that or the Marianne Williamson thing about not playing small or playing small doesn't serve the world. So it's it's definitely in that kind of territory. So thanks again to Joe. In episode 166, we were joined by Jimmy Clare. And so Jimmy has started his own podcast, his own blog called The Crazy Fitness Guy, where he shares his thoughts on fitness and on life, on autism. Uh, he is an autism advocate and is on the autistic spectrum himself. Um, and so we had um, yeah, a really fun conversation about how he kind of started and a lot about how he sort of overcome challenges or kind of just like figured stuff out and 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 how he keeps motivated or keeps on track and keeps himself sort of focused so yeah that was the conversation with jimmy here are jimmy's top tips 
one of the things that I would suggest people to try is coming up with a system for work-life balance and use block scheduling because it's it's um it's very helpful because I use this app called TimeTune on my phone and it syncs with my Google Calendar, but it's a one-way sync. So my calendar goes to TimeTune. So it tells me the, it shows the events in my Google Calendar in it. So it helps me find extra time. So, so my next tip, I would say, uh, make sure you, you do something fun for yourself, whether it's reading a book, maybe you're one, maybe it's a person who can actually play video games during the week and have self-control. I know I don't have that self-control to do it. My third tip, I would say, whatever you do for your career, do something that you enjoy, what you like, and if you don't like it, switch. So thanks again to Jimmy. In episode 167, we were joined by Dylan King. And with Dylan, we were talking about people-pleasing and how to overcome it. And I am a recovering people pleaser. So definitely this was something that I needed to hear, probably need to hear quite a lot. Um, And one of the things that Dylan said, which was just like um, a light bulb for me, was actually, you know, when we're people pleasing, we can really think that we are not wanting to upset people. We're being such a great person, but actually it's it's a bit manipulative because we're trying to control the situation. We're trying to control what people think of us. So yeah, it's kind of kind of particularly if you're doing it from like, oh well, I'm I'm so lovely, I'm so nice, to then go, oh well, maybe actually I'm manipulating people, which isn't something maybe that I would associate with being really nice, and it kind of maybe makes us look at ourselves and our behaviour in a who um in some sort of way so it's really interesting conversation about people pleasing so definitely check that out if that is something that resonates with you and let's have a listen to dylan's top tips so my i mean my number one is always meditate you can download the insight timer app i think is great and you're able to really source a lot of different styles of meditation which is really phenomenal um Two, I think my favorite version of journaling is journaling right after you wake up so that the veil between the subconscious and the conscious mind is the thinnest that it's going to get pretty much all day. Um, And you'd be really surprised what comes up because especially if you're still in that state where you're people pleasing so hard that you may not even be being completely honest with yourself. I know that I have a hundred percent been in that boat more than once in my life. When you are writing from more of a subconscious standpoint, things come up and you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize that that was underneath there. I probably need to think about that a bit more. And three, reach out. However you reach out, um, whether that is online groups, whether that's getting into therapy, whether that is um, support groups or working uh, working with a coach, however it is, please reach out. It is, it's so much harder alone and you don't have to do this alone. So thanks again to Dylan. And then finally, our last uh, set of top tips that we're listening to from episode 168, Steve Friedman, who joined us as part of his book tour for his book, 
the corporate introvert. So again, we're in introversion, but particularly in the corporate space and leadership and how as introverts, if you are a fellow introvert, we can utilize those skills and strengths that we have, kind of really lean into them and use them as leaders um, and, and the impact that it can have. So um, again, as an introvert, this was a great conversation. Uh, really enjoyed sitting down with Steve. So let us listen to his top tips. Well, I'll give you two. One of them that I've found has been so important for me is positive self-talk. So, so often we have voices in our mind and introverts, I think, especially listen and, and create the environment to have these voices in our mind that are oftentimes belittling, right? We look at, at what we did in this meeting or whatever at the party and we, you know, feel like we didn't meet up, live up to our expectations. And so, you know, why did I do that? And I should have done better. And, you know, Bill over there did a great job or, or whatever. And I just, I'm, I'm crappy at this. And I think just surrounding ourselves with positive self-talk about the things that we did. And it doesn't have to be grandiose things, but it can be, you know, hey, I, I went to that party. I didn't have to go to that party, but I went there and I chatted with a couple of people and we had a good conversation. And then I left when I was ready. So I I would I performed my moderation, but I, you know, I I did things and I'm very proud of that. And we don't recognize those things very often. So I think the positive self-talk when we look back, but also when we're preparing for, if it's a meeting, instead of going to this, oh, this meeting, and I think I'm gonna, I hate these things. And, you know, it's gonna be so contentious that, yeah, we need to prepare for the meetings, but then we also need to prepare our mindset and say, you know, I, I can do this. I'm very good at these meetings because I do it my way and I'm gonna roll with the punches and I'm gonna um, have a really successful meeting. The, surprisingly, that changes a lot when we change the voice inside our head. So I think that's really important. And then the other thing I would say, we touched on this a bit earlier, is that it's not the big leaps, it's the small little changes. Uh, big leaps are scary. We don't know where we're going. It's hard to fathom that. And oftentimes it can be difficult. Um, but small little changes in our life um, are things that we can do. And we should champion those changes. We should champion the attempts, even if we're not successful in all of them. And I think those little things build up the confidence to um, support us being able to do more. And that's always a positive thing. So that's what I would leave with you. So thanks again to Steve and to all of the guests who have joined me across the last 15 episodes um, and this whole season. So season three has been going for a very long time. It's um, 68 episodes long or something, <laughs> 70 episodes long or something like that, because it's really just like a nominal there's no logic really to when I change seasons. Um, so I am actually going to start season four next week just because why not? Uh, so we don't have breaks between season. There is no real rhyme or reason, but I feel like two years, uh, 10 strategy rounds ups. I don't know. It feels like it feels like a good time. Number 170 feels like a good number to start a new season. So it's going to be season four, um, but that doesn't really mean anything. So, <laughs> so um but I'm really excited for, for, you know, the next season, however long that ends up being. Um, and the guests that I, I've already spoken to and upcoming guests. And as I said at the beginning, any suggestions or recommendations, please let me know. So really from this episode, I, I really hope that you have something to take away that you think that is something I'm going to think about. Or I'm going to work on or I'm going I'm to put in place in my life. 
that could have a massive impact, which is kind of what the question is. And so I'm going to share my takeaways and I was jotting them down as I was going. And there's quite, it's quite a few um, of things that really are things that I am working on in my life or reminders of things to think about. Um, so the first one was from Cynthia, when she said laugh every day. And, and actually I took this as, um, you know, having moments of joy every day. So I love a kitchen dance party. It really, it doesn't necessarily make me laugh, but it makes me smile. It's, um, gives me some joy so that trying to have moments of joy every day for an uplift is something for me to think about uh, from Rio I loved this attitude of very nice very nice um, it's actually something I shared recently with a friend who's having a tough time at the moment that idea that we you know we don't know what this is going to lead to and I um, I was actually reflecting this morning when I was making coffee about the choices in, in my life and how you know, that, that idea of if, if one decision was different, like I hadn't taken such and such a job and met that person, did this thing and how it's all linked. And so even when things feel really difficult, whether it's something small or something massive, we, we don't really know where it's going to end up and, and what it could lead to. So trying to remember, and I, I think for me, particularly when it's really difficult holding on to that sort of hope or that faith or that very nice, very nice, like this could be exactly where I'm meant to be and leading me towards something awesome so that's that one the idea of taking action so this I mentioned at the beginning but uh, that from Sunil that taking action is key that we often fail to do it I shared it's something I fail to do and that awareness um is so important and and just like it's a it's really important to kind of know ourselves and, and and be aware but if we never take action we don't move forward we can get really caught up in reflecting or researching and feel like we're doing stuff but maybe not really <laughs> not really doing stuff so actually taking action is really important um there's a message i'm taking away from kerry but also from the marianne williamson quote that joe shared um so kerry said always show up as the too much version of yourself and joe shared the quote you know when you're playing small it doesn't serve the world and i sometimes hold myself back through fear of being open and putting myself out there and kind of sharing what I've got going on Um, and so I think they're really important reminders that actually that's our our fear of being seen of of sharing and actually it doesn't help anyone and yeah just showing up as too much version yourself and I guess with that as Kerry said is accepting that you're not not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that is absolutely fine You you don't need to be it's something oh there was a brilliant thing someone said the other day I can't write I can't even remember where so I can't <laughs> I can't quote it properly but it was this idea if you are everyone's cup of tea then you're a mug you know <laughs> just it but just that it's not possible so let go of that trying to be everyone's cup of tea of getting everyone to like you it's not possible show up as the awesome too much version of yourself and kind of put yourself in to the world and another thing from joe kind of going slightly out of order this is my second to last one not taking yourself too seriously again maybe tied up with that is definitely something i do and and that idea of finding the joy in every day and um having fun and letting go a little bit um i i can definitely get too much into the overthinking and the serious side uh, so a timely <laughs> reminder for me and i think the last one and again, another thing that's been on my mind from Paul about enjoying now, not wishing our life away if we're not where we want to be. And I'm very much in a space at the moment of I'm thinking about the the counselling course I'm doing. And I really want to be at that point where I can do the integrative counselling and coaching that I really want to do. And I really want a house and um, 
family is something that we're starting to think about and fostering, which is something that we sort of started talking about before. And so all these things I want to be doing and I'm not there yet. And I can get into that wishing my life away, (laughs) wanting to get there. But then I'm missing the the joy of the now and not living my life that that I'm actually in. And, you know, I'll get wherever I'm going to get to (laughs) eventually. But, you know, I don't want to look back and be like, oh, I've just wasted all that time not not appreciating what was going on, not appreciating the moment and just kind of basically wishing my life away. And it, it brings me back, this is my final, <laughs> my final thing, to an Alan Watts quote that I've shared before. And I love Alan Watts, brilliant philosopher, I definitely check out. But this idea that the future is it's like a myth, really. But this idea that, you know, the future is pointless because if you can't enjoy the present, there is no point planning for the future or obsessing about the future because when you get there, whatever it is that you're kind of thinking about when you get there, if you're not able to appreciate the future, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to enjoy it anyway. And, um, you know, that is something, you know, when I when I feel frustrated about things that aren't how I want them to be or I'm, I'm sort of wanting to get to somewhere, like reminding myself that it, it, it doesn't matter if I can't enjoy the moment and not wishing my life away and I guess it comes back to when I was sort of reflecting on cancer in the middle of this about making the most of life because we we don't know how long we have we don't know um yeah we don't know <laughs> we don't know anything um but rather than getting all like nihilistic and oh what's the point I think it's about embracing life isn't it and, and being authentic and showing up and and really living, not just kind of getting through and, and wishing time away. And and I think it's something I still, this is why these are all the reminders <laughs> have stood out to me from this. Um, it's something I still, I think, struggle with at times. I think I, when I was depressed and anxious, I, I, I spent a long time not really being connected to myself, to my emotions and wishing things were better or then looking back and kind of going oh I wish I'd sorted myself out sooner and that wasted time but really you know all that experience has led me to where I am now and what I've learned what I'm sharing how I'm supporting other people and, and really kind of shaped me into who I am I'm reading um a book on positive psychology by Martin Seligman at the moment and one of the things that he talks about about the past is about that kind of the story that we're, that we're telling ourselves. And uh, if we're telling ourselves this really negative story, then then that's going to impact how we can enjoy life in the present, how much happiness or contentment or joy we can feel, you know, in the in those moments that we can kind of get hung up on, oh, it was so difficult and, you know, and, and, it, and it has a massive impact on the here and now and, and on the future. So um, I feel like I'm just rambling a little bit, some thoughts at the moment, <laughs> I feel like it can be condensed down into that. I hope that you have enjoyed this this episode and that you have something to take away that you are going to reflect on. You are going to take action on. You are going to really think about how you are living and, and showing up in the world and making the most of your wild, precious life. That's a quote from someone. But yeah, I think sometimes we we can wish our lives away because we want things to be different and we hold on to the things that aren't going so well, we, life is tough, you know, but, um, I think there is, it, it's tough, but it is beautiful. And there are things that we can do that can change how we feel 
and and also the choices that we make and how our life kind of pans out. And I think it very much is a practice. <laughs> I have been in a bit of, of funk lately, I'll be honest. And a lot of it is because some of these things that I know help me, I've not I've not been doing. <laughs> you know, they they kind of when we're under pressure, we've got lots going on, or we're not feeling great, they can be the things that go. But actually I have personal responsibility. I have uh, influence. I was going to say control, but maybe not because there are lots of things outside our control. But I have influence over the choices I make and the things that I do. And, um, you know, it's one of the things I love about the podcast is hearing all these different perspectives and really being able to reflect on myself and on my life. And probably rather than journaling, this kind of rambling to you is my processing and making sense of stuff. And so, sorry if it has not got much of a coherent flow to it. But, but hopefully it's helpful and hopefully it inspires you to do a bit of a reflection for yourself and to really think about what you're taking away and what what you're actually going to do with it. Um, I think for me, I'm going to finish this off. I'm going to go and have a little bit of a dance with my pup-pup for a bit of a smile. I'm going to you know, do, do some reading. Um, I'm going to enjoy my day and make the most of it and uh, yeah, not, not wish it away. I hope you've enjoyed it and I'm uh, looking forward as always to welcoming you back next week to season four of the podcast and uh, I really hope you will join us then if you've enjoyed this episode if you enjoyed the show it would mean so so much to me if you would share it with a friend a family member a loved one someone that you think would also enjoy it um or maybe who actually the the kind of rambling message that's in here is maybe something that they they might need to hear at the moment you know I think we all sometimes just I don't know <laughs> things that that can can really help us when we hear something um just the right thing at the, at the right time and I find that often where I'll have a conversation with someone and go oh that is just so <laughs> so what I need to hear right now but yes looking forward to um to spending time with you again next week until then as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon Bye for now.